Welcome back to Conspiracy Club. I'm Tom. And I'm Emir. We're so happy that you've joined us today. Everyone file in and take a seat. Last week, we talked about the Great Australian Emu War, and it seemed like humanity couldn't possibly get any sillier. But today, we will rival that wackiness with something that even the brightest comedy writers couldn't have fathomed. That's because this week, we're talking about the dolphin LSD experiments. So, so dolphins were doing LSD? Uh, people are making dolphins do LSD, and a bunch of other stuff that I think you'll enjoy even more than that. I'm so pro that. But if one of them is fucking a dolphin, I'm also pro that too. <laughs> well, don't don't get ahead of yourself. I'm R.E.M. There's really no other time frame that this could take place than the 1960s. It seems like whenever you start a story off in this decade, it can only lead to greatness. And arguably, that's what you'll be hearing about today. Greatness or lunacy. But really, it's a fine line between them sometimes. So we're finally back... In the sexy 60s. Hell yeah. And I, I miss this time so much. So much. I mean, just just drugs. LSDs everywhere. And, and, and there's just sex. Everyone has a bush. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Sex, drug, rock and roll, and bushes, you know? <laughs> it's just a great time all around. And I love it. So I'm and, happy and, to be back here. And this one, we got uh, we got all that and dolphins. We got bushes too? Uh, unfortunately, we don't have bushes, no. Oh, well, fuck you then. Animal Farm, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, Dr. Doolittle. Literature has long featured tales of talking animals that have enchanted youths and questioned society. For Margaret Lovett, the book was Miss Kelly. A story about a cat who was able to communicate with humans. For Lovett, this was far from an impossible piece of fantasy, but maybe something that could be achieved with a little heavy lifting from science. Well, in her early 20s, living on the Caribbean island of St. Thomas during the Christmas of 1963, Lovett's brother-in-law mentioned a laboratory at the eastern end of the island that was working with dolphins. The next year, Lovett was just overwhelmed with curiosity and had to visit. There, she met Dr. Gregory Batson, the director of the lab. Batson was a prominent intellectual, being a renowned anthropologist, social scientist, linguist, and cyberneticist. Batson asked this unannounced visitor why she'd come, and the simple answer was dolphins. Batson was impressed by her confidence and invited her in to observe the dolphins, of which there were three. Lovett was a remarkably intuitive observer of animal behavior, describing the trio as such. Quote, there were three dolphins, Peter, Pamela, and Sissy. Sissy was the biggest, pushy, loud, she sort of ran the show. Pamela was very shy and fearful, and Peter was a young guy. He was sexually coming of age and a bit naughty, end quote. Batson appreciated her intuition and extended an open invitation to love it. I don't like any of that. No. <laughs> he was sexually coming of age and a bit naughty. Why Ooh. would she say that about a dolphin? Well, because you'll see. Did he try to fuck her? Uh, oh, no. I, <laughs> I don't like that at all. The facility had been designed to bring humans and dolphins into closer quarters. The designed idea of American neuroscientist Dr. John Lilly. Lilly, too, had dreams of communicating with creatures. His dream? To nurture their ability to make human-like sounds through their blowholes. 
I don't like that blowholes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're called. Not in this case. I don't know. I'm scared of what's going to happen with this. You're scared of the context? The, the, the naughty context? Exactly. I'm scared he's going to shove a Ford instrument in there. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, don't worry oh. about it. D- Dr. John Lilly is a freak, but not that kind. Oh, okay. He's not into that. All right. Okay, I'm fine with that then. Like Lovett, Lilly had been interested in communicating with animals, specifically cetaceans, for some time, since he faced a beached pilot whale on the Massachusetts coast in 1949. Lilly was astounded with the size of the whale's brain and enamored with the imagined possible intelligence the animal could hold. See, at the time, even the smart people believed there was a correlation between brain size and brain power. Dr. Lilly would continue to sail the Caribbean searching for other large-brained mammals to observe. It was on one trip in the late 50s that Lilly and his wife, Mary, came across Marine Studios in Miami, the first place to keep a bottlenose dolphin in captivity. Hated by fishing-reliant towns due to their direct competition with the fishermen, they were loved at Marine Studios for their playful nature and ability to learn tricks. God, those fishermen would hate SeaWorld. Yeah? Yeah. So the issue then was that dolphins were like a very dominant, um, I guess, predator in the area, in those areas in the East Coast. And so fish, fishermen had to directly compete with them for fish and their fishing base towns. And so they hated them. I picture them telling the fishermen, hey, get the, uh, or them telling the dolphins, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. In their East Coast accent. Yeah, we're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to fish here. You're taking everything from us. What do we have? Put him in a zoo. 27 rings, bro. Oh, God. Get him out of here. This is, I, I, I bet you one thing, that dolphin can't make a good mamouche like my, like my, me mother. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Me neither, but I know it's a good Italian dish. It was here that Dr. Lilly was able to study the brains of live dolphins, mapping their cerebral cortex using probes that he developed for his work on the brains of rhesus monkeys. However, this research was much more difficult, as it is impossible to sedate dolphins or they will drown. Brain mapping became difficult work and often led to unfortunate fates for the dolphins. However, there was one day that changed the lives of the Lilies and many others forever. That was the day that Mary Lilly entered the operating theater and heard her husband talking to a dolphin. Not in English, of course, or any real language, but the dolphin would make a noise and then John's assistant would reply in a high tone and the dolphin would imitate her. Was it possible that the dolphins wanted to speak to humans as much as these humans wanted to speak to them? No. No, you think that it's like, you guys are idiots. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I think. If he just went, ah, and the dolphin went, ah, I don't know what he wants. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> this is just all weird. I'm really scared that it's going to lead to, like, the dolphin. Like, him going, like, and then the dolphin said, I love you. <laughs> Full English. Yeah, and it's, and well, it's He wasn't words. ready to commit, though, so he had to kill it. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I, I, can't, I, I can't be with you, Dolph. I have a family. Well, this, this upcoming bit, the title of this book, might uh, lead you to believe something else. Lilly published his theory in the 1961 book, Man and Dolphin, which became a bestseller. The book extrapolated Mary's initial observations of dolphins mimicking humans and went further to teaching them to speak English and ultimately speculated about adding a cetacean chair to the United Nations where marine animals would have real input into world affairs. I mean, he was a man, 
and he was a dolphin. Could I make it any more obvious? Oh, shit, man. What the fuck is wrong with us as people? <laughs> he's was... like, he's like, we're going to get a chair for the dolphins. At the so, UN. So they can make choices. Dolphins yeah. Live Matters. <laughs> Golly, man. Ain't nothing like a good old crazy white hey, man. all marine life matters. Oh, wow. 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 I can't <laughs> believe you said that. Hey, I feel that way. Okay. Wow. Hey, those I sharks, can't... they deserve to live just as much. And a, a, a dolphin somewhere might disagree. I mean, so yeah, they made some like really huge like hypothesis, hypotheses or whatever, but um, it was a bestseller. So people were like really interested at this point. And so it was actually before this, uh, before this book and all this research, it wasn't known that dolphins were as intelligent as they are. So now we know that dolphins are like one of the most intelligent creatures on earth. Um, before this, they're like, these fucking fish keep taking our fish. These fucking fish keep taking our fish. So that's when they decided, oh, these guys are really smart. That's good. I mean, so something good happened. Yeah, at least that came out of it, yeah. And of course, this story would not be totally complete without the addition of aliens. Lily's theory resonated with a group of astronomers, including Frank Drake, who had just completed the first experiment to detect signals from extraterrestrial civilizations using a radio telescope. He saw parallels between his work and Lily's, both focused on yearning to understand other intelligent creatures and the challenges present in doing so. The interest in Lily's work was so that it won him financial backing from NASA and other government agencies, and he was able to open his new lab in the Caribbean in 1963. This sounds like a plot to Uncharted that was never made. Yeah. Yeah, just take out Frank and put Nathan Drake in there. Or Francis Drake. Put Frank out, put Francis Drake. And then Nathan Drake's like, uh, uh, Lily wasn't actually crazy. He found the secret cetacean world. <laughs> he found a way to communicate with them. And, and and they led him to the, the mystery of, you know, dolphin uh, gem here. I mean, so think about this, though. At this point, it's still he's still not like a a, a real kooky guy because yeah. yeah, he wants to communicate with dolphins and like okay, maybe you can find some way to communicate that you mean know, like we have relationships with a lot of animals. Yeah. Maybe you think dolphins are intelligent, it's like, oh okay, well we'll just see if we can form some kind of communication with them. So that that's fine. I think that's like yeah, he like his book made some like really high extrapolations that were like kind of like way out there. But like is for the most part for the research, I'm like, okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hang with white people all the time. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> white people like dolphins? Oh, uh, well, both are animals. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I get where he's coming from. This isn't, like, hasn't got to, like, the point where I'd be a little fishy. <laughs> Pun intended. But, uh, oh, my God. It's it's okay right now. I like NASA's... I don't know why NASA would get involved, actually. Like, what does space have to do with this? Or am I, like... Well, so think that the Frank Drake is an astronomer, like a bunch of uh, intellectual astronomers, like this organization, were like really interested. And so NASA's like, well, maybe this will give us new ideas of how to communicate with like extraterrestrial creatures, maybe. Aliens, yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. We, you know, I'll something like that. I'll it's let like it kinda, rock. I'm like, okay. Don't worry. That's as far as the alien things go. Okay. I'll let it rock then. If, if it's not like 
I don't know where the alien comes down. It's like motherfucker. You know, yeah. I'm fine. He's the one doing LSD. Yeah, that would be the greatest twist. <laughs> that it so, was all that it was all made up in his head. A few months after this, Lovett enters the picture and quickly connects with the three dolphins. Lovett was obsessed with the work and grateful for the opportunity. She spent as much time as possible with the dolphins and carried out a program of daily lessons to encourage them to make human-like sounds. Lovett alone was left to pursue the idea of teaching dolphins English, but even at a state-of-the-art government-funded facility, Lovett was unsatisfied with the barrier still in place. If these dolphins really were that intelligent, how fair is it to leave them all alone at night? I don't like that. No? You, everyone needs self-care time, including a crazy woman. Yeah? Yeah, so go home. Well, I'm, I'm afraid it's already too late for that. The ball has begun she, rolling. Yeah, she probably just just moves in like a, like a klutz. It's fine, though. Lovett believed that if she lived with a dolphin around the clock, constantly nurturing it like a mother and child, then they would certainly have more success. That didn't just mean staying at the facility. Lovett had greater aspirations. She asked, quote, why let the water get in the way, end quote. She proposed to Dr. Lilly to plaster the entire facility and fill it with water. Lilly was just as crazy about the idea as Lovett, and it was approved. The dolphin that would live alongside Lovett for three months was Peter, the young male dolphin. Her reasoning for selecting Peter was that he had not had any human-like sound training like the other two. Lovett would live in isolation with Peter for six days a week, sleeping on a makeshift bed on the elevator platform in the middle of the room and filling out her paperwork on a desk suspended from the ceiling and hanging over the water. On the seventh day, Peter would return to the sea pool downstairs and spend some time with the other two dolphins. I don't like where this is going. No, what's, what's getting us right now? I don't like that she chose the male dolphin. Yeah, especially the one that's a bit naughty. Yes, this is making me a smidge nervous. This is... <laughs> so she's la- she's literally sleeping in the middle of the water. Yeah, but not in the water. Above the water. Yeah. yeah. So she wanted a real life water bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. I don't. Other than her possibly getting freaky with a dolphin, I'm okay with it. So far. Yes. The facility was prepared by the summer of 1965, and Lovett never looked back. Lovett left meticulous recordings of her time with Peter. She taught Peter lessons two times a day and encouraged him to greet her with the phrase, Hello, Margaret. The M, she remarked, was difficult for him. Did he ever, so he said, Hello, Margaret. First, is she... <laughs> he probably said, That's literally what he said. And she's like, perfect. I heard you exactly. That's exa- I heard you. I felt connected. You, she's like, you know what, Peter? You really understand me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not like most other dolphins. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we got good vibes here, Peter. I don't know. You just we're vibing. This is gonna lead to a moment where she's like, you know, I don't do this with any of the do- any other dolphins. <laughs> usually not like this. <laughs> I, I usually don't, don't like move in before the first day. Exactly. I don't like I don't like any of this. It wasn't the formal lessons that taught Lovett the most. It was the quality time she spent with Peter. Lovett stated that Peter was very interested in her anatomy. When they were doing nothing, and she sat there with her legs dangling in the water, he would come up and look at the back of her knee for an extended amount of time. 
because our knees is nasty. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, dusty, gross. Yeah, gross, dusty ass knee. <laughs> I get it. I know what he's doing. I feel it. So this story even features Carl Sagan, who visited the facility to report information back to Frank Drake. Sagan said that they felt it was important for the dolphins to also teach humans their language, Dolphinese if it existed. He proposed putting two dolphins in separate tanks, unable to see each other, and teaching one how to obtain food, and waiting to see if it would teach the other how to do the same. This never happened, and instead Sagan encouraged Lovett to continue trying to teach Peter English. Right, who's Craig Sagan? Carl Sagan? I mean Carl Sagan, yeah. He's like a really famous um, scientist. You ever heard of the show Cosmos? Yes. Um, so uh, Seth MacFarlane remade it, but he has like this original show called Cosmos. Um, yeah. That's like really, it's really famous. Um, and he also wrote, he's written a, several books um, about scientific stuff. He's like, a, he was like, I don't want to say he's like Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he kind of was like them. Of his day. Like, of his day, yeah. He kind of um, popularized, so Cosmos was a huge show and it kind of popularized um, science on TV and so it's probably like not without him if it weren't for him that we wouldn't have you know like Bill Nye the science guy despite living side by side with a dolphin there was still one major barrier in the way of their lessons Peter's sexual urges Lovett remarked that Peter liked to be with her he'd rub himself on her knee foot or hand and she would put him downstairs with the girl dolphins for Lovett this transportation was too disruptive given how frequently Peter became aroused, and it seemed easier to relieve Peter herself. Quote, I allowed that. I wasn't uncomfortable with it, as long as it wasn't rough. It would just become a part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of it, scratch it, and move on. And that's how it seemed to work out. It wasn't private. People could observe it. End quote. Said Lovett of the procedure. Wait, wait. <laughs> what was it? What, what? What it, what was she doing? She's jerking the dolphin off. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Peter's like, I want to fuck you. And she's like, oh, okay, let's put you downstairs with the girl dolphins. Have your fun. But then she's like, oh, my gosh, this is so disruptive of my lessons. You get fucking aroused every 10 seconds. I guess I'll just jerk you off myself so we can get this over with so I don't have to bring you downstairs. Uh, all right. I mean, And hey, then man. she's like, people could watch, which seems even weirder. <laughs> They're like, Margaret's jerking off the dolphin again. Anybody want to watch? And every, I bet you every day they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> Crack open some Budweiser's and let's watch. Or Heineken. And they just watch to I just picture them watching through a glass. But she can see it too. She can see them watching it. Yeah, I would assume so. I don't like that. <laughs> it's kind of voyeuristic. <laughs> It's just kind of gross. Yeah, well, all of this is kind of gross. I don't think that's ethical at all. <laughs> and no, I didn't think that would be part of the research. Where does that come in? It's not even part of the research. It's just like, ah, oh, I can't do, I can't teach you if you're fucking trying to have sex with me the entire time. And of course, the dolphin would say hello, that, Margaret, then, when he's seen her. And then I was gonna say, and then it's like once she does it one time, he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, every time she comes in the room, I'd be like, hello, Margaret, too. She's just going <laughs> to jerk him off. Jesus Christ. Lovett actually seemed to value this ritual deeply, adding, quote, Peter was right there, and he knew I was right there. It wasn't sexual on my part. Sensuous, perhaps. 
It seemed to me that it made the bond closer, not because of the sexual activity, but because of the lack of having to keep breaking. And that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter, and that was part of Peter, end quote. You know I don't do this to every dolphin, right? <laughs> I feel really close to you. I just feel <laughs> like about it's you. because I feel really close. I don't normally do this before like the third date, but I don't know. I just feel like we're connected spiritually. There's something about this dolphin that's just screaming at me. Tug it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She's just gross. She needs to be put in jail. It would would have been normal if she was like, yeah, it was really annoying. I had to keep doing it, but I didn't want to keep breaking because it was messing up with the study. And so she's like, it wasn't sexual. It was sensuous. Yeah, that made us closer. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) That word is just gross. Sensuous seems almost weirder. Uh, She's so... I don't like... I don't like her. No? I would have sent her home. Yeah, well, this is kind of where it gets derailed, unfortunately. Or fortunately, however you care to see it. Fortunately. As innocent as they were alleged to be, fiddling with Peter's Peter would have ultimately become the focus of the experiment for the outside world especially when a story about them appeared in Hustler. Lovett tried to purchase all the copies of Hustler she could find, but it was too late. The story was out there. However, it wasn't even jerking off the dolphin that really disrupted the study, but Dr. Lilly's research into LSD. The wife of Ivan Tors, the producer on the dolphin movie Flipper, introduced Lilly to it in the early 60s, and he began to research its mind-altering powers almost immediately. Ivan Tors, again, a Hollywood producer, began financing work at John Lilly's facility, and Rick O'Berry stated that he watched, quote, John go from a scientist with a white coat to a full-blown hippie, end quote. I want to know how Hustler put this in the magazine and what did they say? Okay, so I'll have to send you a photo of it after this because it's kind of hilarious. I bet it is. <laughs> Woman jerks off dolphin. No, okay, so they had a graphic in the middle of the the ad, or the story, I guess. Um, and it's like they are together. I love how she's, like, freaking out to find it. Like, no, no, no. no. I hope her parents seen it. Just to see what she's doing at her job. It says sex play at the top, and in the middle is a cartoon dolphin having sex with a woman, and underneath it says interspecies sex, humans and dolphins. <laughs> interspecies sex, humans and dolphins. That dolphin, <laughs> I love how her mouth is, a- oh, what's coming out of her mouth? I think it's bubbles. <laughs> oh. I'll oh, have to see if I can find the actual on. story in a readable version. So yeah, we're starting to get Hollywood involved, which is kind of how you, when you kind of know that science part of it is kind of fading. Enter our next figure, famed actor Jeff Bridges, who was introduced to Dr. Lilly by his father. Jeff Bridges believed that Lilly's self-experimentation with LSD was just part of who he was, saying, quote, John Lilly was above all an explorer of the brain and the mind, and all those drugs that expand our consciousness there weren't too many people with his expertise and his scientific background doing that kind of work, end quote. I only wonder what the dude would have thought about the dolphin masturbation, though. The dude shows up trying to explain everything off, and it doesn't work. I love that. Yeah. I love that. 
Tronzone Jeff Bridges shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm cool. He's like, can I have some more of that LSD though? Yeah, hey man. Let me try that LSD. Hey, I mean, the dude probably did fuck with the LSD. Oh, for sure. For sure. But would he, what would he have thought about the masturbation? That is what I would be. That is a very great question. It's like, he's like, they're like, Pro- Jeff Bridges, can you tell us about your, uh, your friend, Dr. Lilly and his scientific research he's doing? And he's like, I love LSD. I really think it's really neat that like a big brain like his is looking into like LSD. That's so cool. It's like such a weird thing. And they're like, Jeff Bridges though, how do you feel about them jerking off the dolphins? And he's like, uh, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta be I an RIPD, so I'm out of here. I forgot about that movie. R.I.P. Dead. <laughs> I one day want to interview him just about this moment in his life. Yeah, I mean, because he's weirdly involved, yeah. Yes, why are you, what are you doing? I was going to say, it's, who got, it's not like they were like, he was familiar with the research and like that was it. He was like, he knew Dr. John Lilly. Exactly. I can't wait to the sequel to R.I.P.D. where it's R.I.P. Dolphin. <laughs> R.I.P. Dolphin Masturbation. Yeah, oh, R.I.P.D.T. Dolphin Masturbation. <laughs> it's just like they go totally away from the first one. <laughs> exactly. Who is that, Ryan Reynolds? I don't think he's going to return for that one. Oh, he'd do it. <laughs> he'd do it. He'd be like, whoa, is that a dolphin? I'll jerk it. That's how the, that's how the movie goes. Yikes. He's going to have a tough I'm time getting funding for that one. I'll fund it. Hey, this guy, uh, Ivan Torres, probably fund it. Oh, he if he's alive. Yeah. Flipper 2. <laughs> flipper 2? The flipper's not the only thing getting flipped in Flipper 2. <laughs> Lily's interest in LSD went beyond Hollywood parties. In the 1960s, a small section of neuroscientists like John Lilly were licensed to research LSD by the American government. Convinced that the drug had medicinal qualities that could be used to effectively treat mental health patients. As part of the study, it was sometimes injected in animals. In fact, Lily had been using it on his dolphins since 1964. Here's what makes me a little upset. If they're like, the government's like, LSD might have medicinal qualities, and then fucking look how long it took marijuana to get approved. It's like, even now, marijuana is like lower class, or it used to be, uh, a lower class like penalty than cocaine because they thought cocaine had uh, had more medicinal qualities. Hey man, people overdose from the weeds every day. Yeah, all you the know? time. That's what Woodstock was all about. It was pretty much a massacre. I sent you a picture of Ivan Torres. Unfortunately, he's dead, and I'm very uh, sad about that. We're never getting a flipper too. Are you kidding me? No, but he looks like the guy who'd be into yeah. it. He has, he has four kids. One of them can maybe fund it. He's like, I don't even care about the research. I just want to see this flick. Exactly. He died at the age of oh, 66. I like how he's holding a microscope year. in this picture. Yeah, in a phone. One of those old a ones. A man of science. He died, he died three years before, you know. The age of 69. Yeah, noise oh. for him. <laughs> he, he would have loved that. But yeah, no. Man. All that dolphin playing, it never worked out. But so he's been doing LSD. He's been giving the dolphins LSD for years. Now. Yeah. Well, a couple, so they have three dolphins still, and he's been giving it to two of yeah. them, which we'll get into. Okay. I hope one of them's Peter, and that explains why he was so frisky. To her credit, 
given the Dolphin's LSD was not something that Lovett was in favor of, and she insisted that the drug should not be given to Peter, which Lily agreed to. But ultimately, it was his lab and they were his animals, and so Lily gave it to the other two animals. While the LSD field experiments went on downstairs, Lovett continued with Peter's vocalization lessons and continued to grow closer to him. Quote, that relationship, she said, of having to be together turned into really enjoying being together and wanting to be together and missing him when he wasn't there. I did have a very close encounter with, I can't even say a dolphin again, with Peter, end quote. So she wants to marry him? Like, where... Well, she's like, I can't even call him a dolphin. He's so much more than that. He's Peter. And I miss him, he's and I like man. being around him. He's a dolphin. Well, he's a person that I jerk off frequently. Yeah. But also, I love how she's like, you can give it to the other two, but if you touch Peter, if you touch my man, <laughs> I will cut you. I will cut you and jerk you off. What's weird is that the LSD kind of worked, allegedly. They gave it to one dolphin, uh, and reportedly, when a human or another dolphin would enter the tank with the LSD dolphin, the dolphin would become far more vocal. However, Lily still couldn't prove that this communication was actually meaningful. Even so, he recounted a time when a dolphin, who had been the victim of mutilation from a spear gun and was now fearful of humans, was given LSD. The dolphin immediately engaged with the researchers at a much closer distance. How'd they get a dolphin that got shot by a spear gun? Uh, must have been like a rehabilitation thing, I guess. And who shoots a dolphin with a spear gun? The thing gun? is, it said it had been shot with a spear gun in its tail three times. And I was like, what the fuck? How does it even swim at that I don't know. It had though. owners. And I was like, did someone else? How do you, does a dolphin have own? I, I don't really understand. You know, this makes me want to watch the movie star Morgan Freeman. Dolphin the dog gets uh, when, exactly, when the dolphin gets a new tail, even though I've never seen that movie. That's actually what it's about. And the uh, the uh, the be- the what they don't show you on screen is before that, they were jerking off that dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to run away, and they spear gunned she, him. <laughs> she said, "Slow down, Pete." It was really Pete. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he they separate each other. She's like, "I don't get to be close with him again." Peter. I'm picturing her sitting, laying down, like, you know that Wolverine meme where he's sitting down with that picture? Oh, yeah. He's laying in his bed. <laughs> it's her laying down with a picture of the, the dolphin. Oh, yeah. And she's kind of, you know, feeling it a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, God. But I'm pro this. I'm not pro the dolphins, but I'm, I feel bad for them. They got to get out of there. Get the dolphins out of there. So it's, like, clearly unethical, but I can't tell if it's, like, mean <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like well at least for peter it's not but the other two free those dolphins till it's backwards yeah well unfortunately it does not go that direction by fall of 1966 lily's interest in teaching dolphins english was dwindling it wasn't as exciting as lsd dr lily's cavalier or negligent attitude toward the dolphins welfare would eventually push away Gregory Batson and lead to their funding being cut. As Lovett and Peter's now six-month experiment was wrapping up, it was announced the lab would be shut down. What does Lovett do now? I don't know. I guess we'll see. And and also, so he's like, ah, oh, man, 
I'm sick of these dolphins, but I really like the LSD, so I'm gonna keep this. And and then and then and this is the point where everyone goes, no. They're like, this is not what this facility is for. It's for jerking off dolphins. <laughs> you hippie. You, you you piece of garbage. I'm taking funding away. <laughs> uh, I'm taking funding away unless you start jerking off those dolphins again. If you don't get to work sexually pleasing these dolphins, I am done. I'm shutting the office down. What would come of the dolphins? They weren't cats or dogs, or other house pets able to be brought home with researchers. Lovett was now responsible for decommissioning the lab and preparing to ship the dolphins to Lily's other lab, placed in an unused bank building in Miami. It was not nearly as comfortable or free as the dolphin house on St. Thomas. The Miami lab had smaller tanks that featured little to no sunlight. Peter quickly deteriorated in these conditions. Soon, Lovett was getting a fateful call from John Lilly. Peter had committed suicide. How do they know? How do they know he committed suicide? <laughs> How do they know he committed so, suicide? I'll actually explain that right here. Now, obviously the means for dolphin suicide are a lot different than for humans. It mostly hinges on the fact that dolphins do not automatically breathe air like humans do. Every breath for them requires conscious effort. That means that if dolphins find life unbearable, they just stop breathing. Researchers in the lab chalked his death up to a broken heart, separated from his love, Margaret Lovett. No, somebody else should have stepped in and jerked him off, and he'd still be alive. Uh, what is wrong with these people? These people need help. Quickly. They're not like, oh, he's sad about um, that he has to live in this facility now. It's not about that. It's not about the fact that this facility is tiny and doesn't have a lot of natural light. It's that he's not having his girl with him. <laughs> he's heartbroken. So let me guess, Margaret, she kills, she's, she kills herself too? It's just a string? She's like, she's like I, can't, I can't live life without him. No, it actually goes a little differently than that. What was stopping her from just showing up and jerking him off? I don't know. She knew she knew where he she was. She's not getting paid for it, <laughs> which feels weirder. <laughs> yeah, that makes the whole story worse. Of his passing, Lovett said, "I wasn't terribly unhappy about it. I was more unhappy about him being in those conditions than not being at all. Nobody was going to bother Peter. He wasn't going to hurt. He wasn't going to be unhappy." He was just gone. And that was okay. Odd, but that's how it was. End quote. He wanted his Peter to be bothered with. That's <laughs> what it, that was the whole point. <sighs> yeah, so so Peter's uh, gone now. I don't know what happened to the other two. But Peter's gone. I want to find her and I want to interview her and just understand what was going She's on. She's alive still. What was going on mentally when you were just like? That's what she said. She said it. She was like, it "wasn't it was just something that we had to do to continue with the with the lessons? It wasn't sexual. No, it wasn't. That's what she said. No, it That's wasn't. What she said. That's all of her defenses. But she's a liar. She's a liar. She's a freak. She's a liar. She's a oh, whoa. She's a liar. She is a liar. That is not what happened. You could have. You could have just. You could have just stopped that. At any point, but you, but you had to remain. You know, you didn't... retain some degree of profession professionalism. Exactly. You could have just had the dolphins just take care of each other. 
Well, that's that's, that's why, why she did... put them with the female dolphins uh, when he started to get that way. And then she's like, this just takes too much time. I'm like, it takes an appropriate amount of time. Exactly. You don't have to. You didn't have to get in there. She's like watching on the sideline. They're not doing it right. Jesus. <laughs> that's not how I would do it. That's not how I would do it at all. Give me, let me in there. Let me in, coach. I'll show, I'll show that dolphin a real good time. These are new lessons. We're teaching them sex ed now. That's oh god. They should have been closed this place down, and arrested everyone. John Lilly really goes off the deep end in the following decades, continuing to study dolphin-human communications, exploring new means of doing so, including telepathy and music tones. He's just doing LSD. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, that's, fucked that's up. All. He's like, this is the only way I can do LSD and nobody's going to, you know, freak out about it. But there's another, there's one final bit about Margaret, Margaret Lovett and her connection with Peter. Margaret Lovett remained on the island and married the photographer who captured photos of the experiment. Together, they moved back into Dolphin House and converted it into a family home where they raised their three daughters. Which just leaves me with one final question. Do you think her husband was ever jealous? No, I think that's why he married her. He probably looked over and said, well, she could do that with a dolphin. Imagine what she could do with me. <laughs> <laughs> she I'm going to take some more pictures of this. That's for yeah, my personal shit. question. Yeah, she might be able to go to town on me. Shit. All right. <laughs> God. Oh, I wonder if she ever told her kids about it. Uh, I don't know. They're probably going to figure out at some point. They had to figure out. Like, yeah, my mom was into and dolphins, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Someone, that's, you know? If her kids were ever boyed at school, that'd be the first thing they go to. Oh, if they're lucky the internet wasn't popping back then, because it would have been over. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been over. Dude, if that was it me, would've I would have died. Oh, um, oh, the second they sit you down and tell you it, I would be like, that's not true. <laughs> and I just, they, 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 I would have e, 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 out of there, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not, you're not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's my dad. I wonder if, like, at any point, does, like, does the guy go, hello, Margaret, as, like, a, as a way to get her going, you know? Oh, I just... Oh, I I feel so bad for everyone's family involved in this. Yeah, this will never happen again. This is a one of a kind experiment. Oh no, oh no, not at all. People would riot. Yeah. They'd be like, "That's abuse. Riot. That's dolphin abuse." The, the second and Peter they find would be us, like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm just trying to get jerked off, dog. The second dolphins don't he even found have out, hands. Do you understand how hard this is? <laughs> the second people found out, they would just shut it all down. And people would go to jail. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, God, the 60s were such it's a... It's crazy I to would... me that they were like, we're jerking them off, and that government's like, okay. But I guess, it, oh. like, I said, like you just said, it's the 60s, so... To be white in the 60s is amazing. Yeah. Oh, God. They better hope they never come out with a time machine and an ability for me to change skin for a few hours. <laughs> Because I'm going back to the 60s and just seeing what's happening. Doing some weird shit. Doing some getting away weird with it. shit. And getting away with it. God, man. Well. This is, this is terrible. That's about it for Conspiracy Club today. 
I'd like to extend my thanks to the wonderful sources that I gathered this information from, Aaron Kelly from ATI, the staff at Vice, and most importantly, Christopher Riley from The Guardian. Make sure to join the club by following us on Instagram and Twitter, at Tom and Demir. And we actually just launched a Facebook page that is simply Conspiracy Club at facebook.com slash conspiracy club, so you can go like us there. Um, thank you for joining us today. Do you have any final thoughts, Amir? No, I mean, like, like I guess, like I always say, man, join Conspiracy Club because you never know what we're going to talk about, you know? We could be talking about, you know, dolphins getting jerked off, or next week we're going to talk about a different kind of love, a love between a human and another human. Oh. And there's nothing weird about well, this love at all? Not even a little bit? Uh, it depends on what you find is weird, you know? It depends all right. what you find is weird. But, alright, see you guys next week. And like I always say, man, that dolphin that was getting jerked off and the woman that was jerking off that dolphin are fooked. And they need to be put in jail, period. Period.